What's the deal, guys? This is Disorderly Conduct. I am Disorderly Conduct. If you're watching this, please like, subscribe. Thank you for the love, for the hate. It's all support. You know what I'm saying? I um, want to start the episode off by saying if you are watching this, thank you guys for getting this far. Um, it's just me now. So uh, some people have fell off. As you guys have seen, there's some people who have came around and um, they've kind of made themselves an addition to the show. So if you guys have made it this far, thank you. I appreciate you. I love you. And I hope you keep watching. Um, we are in currently in December, uh, which we're about to come up on the new year, which is 2024. It's crazy, right? Um, I remember being a kid and thinking the 2020s would be like the future and there would be flying cars and a whole bunch of shit like that. But still got beaters out there. Um Nothing's really changed too much, you know, and that's what's kind of funny about it to see. Um, even how older generations depicted the, the 2000s and the 2020s, like the Jetsons and things like that, they thought it would be way more futuristic than what it is, right? Um, and I think we're dealing with a lot of problems that we couldn't foresee. But uh, to get into the shit, we're talking about the new year, right? So everybody has a saying, new year, new me. You know, um, people get in the gym around this time. People pick up their business around this time. Uh, people, you know, pick up a new hobby around this time. Um, but a lot of us tend to, after January, the gym gets empty again, right? You, you stop reading that book a lot. You, you drop that business off. You know, a lot of us stop doing what we said we were going to do. Um, and I want to get into the term new year, new me. Uh, I want to start with old you versus new you. Um, and how you can retain the new you and delete the old you, right? So a lot of us, when we're the old you or the old me, we want to be the new you. You want to be the new version of you, but you're stuck in a place where you're around people that are feeding into the old you, and most importantly, you're around environments that are keeping you comfortable, um, as well as yourself, because you always got to put some blame on yourself when you are trying to be a new person and a better person. So the first thing I want to get into when it comes to the old you versus the new you is the people you're around, right? A lot of times the people we're surrounding ourselves with can limit us from becoming the new you, right? You say, oh man, I want to take up this hobby or I want to quit smoking or I want to quit drinking. And you got somebody like maybe one of your homeboys is like, man, nigga, you done said that 15 times. You're not going to stop, right? And subconsciously, that plants a seed in your mind. Well, yeah, that's true. I've, I have said this 15 times, so probably not going to stop because I didn't stop 15 times ago, so let me just keep doing what I'm doing. Those people are a cancer. You have to get rid of people like that that don't speak life into you. You know what I mean? I don't care if you said something 20 times. You should want people around you that are going to positively push you in that direction of becoming the new you. Whether they truly, I mean, believe it or not, right? Like, you need to have homies around you that rock with what you're doing if it's positive, no matter what. Um, the people you're around can really benefit you. Another thing is temptation, uh, certain habits, addiction. When it comes to that, you know, when you take yourself out of the people that you were when you're the old you and you surround yourself with people, or even if you're alone when you're the new you, for instance, for me, right? I don't drink. I don't smoke. Now, if I was hanging around a bunch of people that were the 
old me, it would be hard to stop doing that because I would have to say no and practice self-control 120 times a day. Right now, when you're in the, the realm of the new you, I don't have to practice self-control as much. So it comes easier. It's easy to be self-controlled and have self-control when I don't have to resist my temptations 120 times a day. So that's a big part of becoming the new you as well, is you've got to do an audit on your life, right? On your friends. Who do you have around? What are they doing? What are they trying to become? Because a lot of people, again, they're, they're cancer to you. They're not trying to do nothing in their life. They don't want to be better. They don't see a future for themselves. And misery loves company. So their whole, you know, and I don't want to say they're purposefully doing it, but subconsciously they spew out negativity because the demons that they have inside of them want you to latch on to that and stay exactly where they are. So that's why you'll have homies, homegirls, homeboys, whatever, that spew negativity anytime you try to, you know, spit something that's positive because they want you to stay there. Because they know as soon as you become a better person, you have a better schedule, better habits, you'll start to see the faults in them. Now, you can still love them. This doesn't mean you can't love your old friends and you can't want to be there for them. But there comes a point in time where there has to be a separation. My uncle used to always tell me, you know, if a job across the bridge was offering you $200 an hour, but the job that you're, that you're at right now is offering you 50 but you're with your homeboys, are you going to stay with your homeboys or are you going to cross the bridge? You know what I mean? Well, ultimately, crossing the bridge is going to make you more money and lead you to a better life. You can always cross that bridge back with that money and say what's up and, and you know what I mean, fellowship and do whatever you want. But if you stay there, you're never going to cross. And eventually that, that shit's going to break. You know, opportunity is a window. It's very small. And you have to take it when you have it. So the friends you're around really, and I think ultimately, somewhat says what you're going to become, right? And so you have to really do an audit. See how they feel about you, too, as a person. A lot of friends you have around you are jealous, secretly. You know what I mean? And you can tell by what they say when you want to do something that's better for you. I've had homeboys when I, I wanted to get into fitness. Oh, you know, um, I would never lift weights. Like lifting weights is for literally lifting weights is for weirdos. Like that doesn't mean you're tough. Like what? What does that have to do with lifting weights? They'll 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 make something out of nothing just because they don't feel like they will have the discipline to do it. Or they feel like, you know what I mean, they can't do it. So again, misery loves company. They want you to stay there in that same place with them and, and not build on yourself. Um, and another thing when it comes to friends and being the new you is a lot of us keep friends around that are from high school. When you were 17 years old, you're 26 now, you're 30 years old now. We have this term of day one. And I love to talk about this term because day ones a lot of times limit you from becoming the new you. Because you're so focused on being loyal to these people that you knew when you were 17, and you're not even the same person when you were 17 no more. A lot of us are, are in a mask. We're wearing a costume to please people that are our day ones instead of being who you really want to be. You get what I'm saying? Everybody's a different person when they're by themselves. And that's a fact. But you should be able to show more of that when you're with your friends. And if you can't, then again, you need to do an audit and get rid of them. So a lot of us have the same people around us, right? And we deal with the same bullshit from them because they knew us when we were 17 because we caught a couple squabbles back to back. You know what I mean? And you think that that 
means that you're supposed to be loyal to these people forever. Now, elevating and becoming the new you doesn't mean you're being disloyal. And we have to stop beating ourselves up about that. You see ball players do it. You see rappers do it. You see people that are successful do it all the time. And this is why they meet their demise. Because a lot of times they're trying to please those people that were day one and they're destroying themselves in the midst of doing it. And we do it all the time. I know people who are solid people and, and they get caught up in some mess because they're back in the same neighborhood, messing with the same homies that was on the same bullshit. And it only takes one time for something bad to happen. And now you're regretting it. Man, I shouldn't have went back there. Man, I shouldn't have gotten that car that day. Happens all the time. So this is where it comes into the battle within yourself. Because you're going to have to drop some people off, whether you like it or not. And I'm telling you right now, the people that you get rid of, they're not going to like it either. They're going to call you fake. They're going to call you an imposter. They're going to say you're disloyal. You know what I mean? They're going to say you wasn't never really rocking with me anyway. And that's a lot of times we start to drop these people off. They'll say things that are very serious things that they cannot take back. Those are the things you have to pay attention to. They're red flags that you cannot overlook. Because when the people are mad, they will say things that they truly mean. And when you start to say, hey, man, I can't come to the block every day or I can't go to the bar every weekend, you'll start to hear the hate. Oh, nigga, you think you're special. Nigga, you think you're somebody. You ain't nothing. You'll hear that. Oh, what are you going to do? You're going to be boring now? You're going to be a Debbie Downer? That's what you are. You'll start to hear things like that. And those are red flags that you can't overlook. Because ultimately, that means that these people don't want to see you grow. That's point blank period. That's what it means. It doesn't mean they're upset. It doesn't mean, you know, they were just talking. No, they were telling the truth. From the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Something my grandma always taught me. So when people are angry, really angry, and they say things, or even just disappointed, or they feel like they can't have control anymore, and they start to say things, pay attention to that. Because those are things that they really, really mean. Don't take it lightly. Because if you do and you go back, eventually you will meet your demise, whether that's not getting the career you want, whether that's not you being on this earth no more, whether that's you making a mistake that you cannot take back. It happens all the time. Again, opportunity is a small window and you have to take it because it closes. So the battle within yourself is having to understand that when you're dropping people off, when you're not being in the same environments anymore, that you're going to feel like you're fake as well. You're going to feel like you're an imposter as well. You're going to feel like you're turning your back on people. But you've got to look ahead. You've got to look across that bridge. You've got to look to the future and realize that if these people were on the same level of consciousness as me, they would understand the journey I'm trying to take, where I'm trying to go, and they would take it with me. Do you get what I'm saying? Because anything you're saying when it comes to self-improvement, self-development, nothing about it is negative. Nothing about having a better diet is negative. Nothing about stopping alcohol is negative. I don't care what people tell you. That's the, one of the biggest silent killers. People are drinking from 18 to 30 years old. And they wonder why they look like they're 50 years old, 40 years old when they're 28. Because they can't put down alcohol. But they'll, they'll get on your ass. They'll, oh, you're a Debbie Downer. You think you're holy. Things like that. There's nothing wrong with stopping alcohol. There's nothing wrong with having a better diet. There's nothing wrong with prioritizing fitness and your spirituality and your economic um, knowledge and being better with those things. People call you frugal or whatever because you don't want to go and spend 
$300 at the dinner table. Or you don't want to go take the trip to Dubai and blow through your credit cards and max out your credit cards. People will try to, you know, throw all of these things at you to make you feel bad for putting yourself first. So where you lose on a journey to becoming a new you and you give into your old self is that inner battle where you're like, well, damn, they're right. Why, why not just go max out my credit cards? You know what I mean? It's, you only live once, right? I mean, these are the homies, right? Nah, that's where you're getting it wrong. You have to put yourself first. And anybody who truly loves you, they understand that your relationship might suffer for a little bit. But a true friend, you can always pick up where you left off. Always. Now, again, I'm going to reiterate. When you're becoming the new you, it doesn't mean completely cut everybody out. But you have to have boundaries. And if that means, hey, not coming to this spot, not partaking in these activities, not doing these drugs, then that's what you have to do. And anybody that truly loves you will be okay with it. But where we fuck up within ourselves is we give in to that. And we start to listen to the devil on our shoulder when it's telling us you are being fake. You are being too uptight. You are being too intense. Go take that vacation. You know what I mean? Go back to that bar. Go hang out with those people. Nah, don't do it. Because at the end of the day, it's not worth it. And you'll do it. A lot of us do it. And then what happens? 2024 comes around, right? Or 2025 comes around, right? And you're sitting in the same exact fucking position you were as the last year. Saying the same fucking thing. New year, new me. Okay, this time I'm going to get it right. Okay, this time I'm going to do it. Okay, this time I'm going to cut people off. Okay. And you get a month in and you start listening to that devil on your shoulder. Which is the inner you, your ego. You know what I mean? You start listening to the homies that ain't doing shit. And you've known them for this many years and they ain't doing shit. But for whatever reason, their opinion holds so much value in your life. These people ain't got nothing to show for it. Why does their opinion matter? I'm not, I don't listen to people who ain't doing better than me, personally. Because what can you teach me? Can't teach me shit. We have to stop or have to actually start winning that battle within ourselves and being like, okay, these feelings will subside. Yeah, I feel like a phony right now, but only because I'm not comfortable in my new skin, in my new body. Eventually, I will be. You know, it just takes time. It's like anything. After a month, two months, three months, it's a habit. You know what I mean? After a year, it's a lifestyle to where you don't want to not do it. You feel bad for not going to the gym. You feel bad when you take a swig of alcohol or, or you know what I mean, you off the drugs. Whatever you do, whatever your, your inhibitions are, whatever they are, once you create that positive lifestyle, you start to feel sick when you do things that you don't normally do. And the only way you can get to that point is to win the battle within yourself. Knock that devil off your shoulder and understand that there's going to be that imposter syndrome, you know, period within your life where you're like stuck in between the old people, the new people, and you're right in the middle. So more than likely you might be lonely. So that's where you want to cling to them old people because you just want somebody to talk to or you just want to feel loved. But you got to choose yourself and understand that. Love comes from within yourself and from doing what you need to do to be where you are, you know, ultimately. So you've got to win that battle within. And it's a tough one. We have it every single day. You know what I mean? Life is full of choices. You wake up and, you know what I mean, you can choose to sit on a couch for six hours on a weekend and binge watch. Or you can go get the workout in early in the morning. It's all the same amount of time. You know what I mean? You're just feeling it differently. That's all that it is. So... And that all comes from within yourself. What are you going to choose to do? 
you going to choose to be better in 2024 or are you not? And then 2025 rolls around and you're in the same exact position. You, you make the decision. Um, another thing I want to get into when it comes to the old you versus the new you is the environment that you're in. A lot of us come from small towns, um, me included. I came from a small town where people get married, shit, at 21, 22. It's almost like fools are living in the past, right? Like you go to a big city and, you know, people are, are getting to the bag at 21, 22. You know what I mean? They're, you know, politicking, rubbing shoulders with people, making away from themselves, you know. But you go to some of these small towns, it's almost like no time has passed. The same exact shit that was going on in the 80s, the 60s, is going on right now in 2023, 2024. That's the type of town I come from. It's expanding. Not a lot of people. I come from a town where people have kids, 21. They get married, 22. They go work at the factory at 23. And that's the rest of their life. Now, I'm not saying that these people aren't, you know, somewhat financially stable. They can be fiscally responsible. But the mindset that they have is very limited because they never left their hometown. They never traveled. They never did anything. They got comfortable where they were. They built a family and they're content. But I'm one of those people who I wasn't content with that. I wasn't satisfied with living in a town that's from Avenue 1 to 20. You know what I mean? Like that just wasn't for me. So I had to get out of there. And um, my town, my small town, is it's a little bit away from L.A. I'll say it's like, a, like an hour, hour and a half of traffic. So even within high school, right, I was going outside of my town, meeting people, making friends, because I never wanted that to be the end all be all. And so I think a lot of people within their town, when it's a small town, they do things that are very adult at a very young age and it stunts their growth, like getting married, like having babies, like taking that factory job where you're going to have to work 12 hours a day instead of experiencing some things, dating a couple of girls, going a couple places, having a couple jobs so you can see what you really like, what you really want to be, not just falling into the same trap your parents did, you know, and getting on your parents, that's a whole nother situation because parents can be a part of it too. They don't ever truly plan. A lot of parents don't ever plan for their children's future. They take the same mentality they had. Well, my parents didn't plan for me and I figured it out, but did you really figure it out? You live in check to check. Did you really figure it out? You have no savings. Did you really figure it out? Your credit suffering. Did you really figure it out? Are you really doing what you want to do? Does your kid even know what you do? So they just put the same thing on you. Well, he'll figure it out. Why set aside a college fund? I didn't go to college. Right? So you have these things that go on within a small town. I just worked at the factory. Tommy will do the same thing. We'll be cool. Timmy, whatever you want to call it, he'll do the same thing. They'll be all right. I was all right. You have to want better for your kids. That's a whole nother tangent, but just to just to go off on that. But when it comes to the small town thing, you got to get out. You got to experience. I know people that graduated high school, literally did all that, and they they go Monday through Friday waiting to get to Saturday to get to the bar and get drunk. So they spend Saturday getting fucked up, Sunday being hungover, saying they're never doing it again. They get to Monday, they hate life, and they're already thinking about the bar again. This is the type of shit that we, this is the type of shit that goes on, y'all. I, I know a bunch of people can agree with me that have lived in small towns and they understand that. 
It's a small town mentality. You work all Monday through Friday just to get to Saturday, just to hate your life Sunday, just to go back to the same hamster wheel Monday. When do we decide we want better for ourselves? That's why I don't fuck with the small town shit. That's why you don't, you'll never see me going back to my town. Because there's a lot of haters there too. They just want to keep you down. You're not from L.A. I never said I was. You get what I'm saying? This is where I live, though. Where do you live? <laughs> In the same small town. Doing the same small town shit. You know what I mean? And that's another thing that comes into the battle between you, your old self, and your new self within. Is you're sitting there and you're thinking, I'm a fake. I'm a small town kid. You know what I mean? What am I really doing out here? I don't really belong here. And trust me, me being somebody who's from a smaller town, I don't belong in, in Los Angeles like that. I see it every day. I'm not a sadity acting ass nigga. Like, you never catch me thinking I'm better because I got on the new shoes or I have the flyest shit on or, you know what I mean, my, my, my girl is bad or I have connections with these people. I don't, I don't take that as something that makes me better than other people. And I think, you know, to get on some of the positive things that do come from a small town, those are some things that you learn, right? Like, we're judged off of what we're actually putting out there, how hard we're working, you know, the grades you're getting, um, how you treat people, how you are as a person, not what I got on, not what I'm driving, not who I know. Because in a small town, none of those things matter. None of those, none of those fucking things matter. It don't matter if, if I know this celebrity or I know this business owner. It doesn't matter. That shit doesn't exist there. It's about working hard. The people who are working hard because they want to get out. You get what I'm saying? That's what it's all about. So me being in a, in a town like Los Angeles where you see de demons rule this city, let's be honest. And I ain't even on some spiritual Illuminati, all that bullshit. I just mean demons as in with people giving to their inhibitions. People are willing to suck, fuck, scheme, rob, do whatever to get ahead. And they'll just say, hey, that's just the game. That's just what it is. You got to step on somebody to get over, right? You got to. That's, that's the city of Los Angeles. So me coming from a small town, I don't really operate that way. And I feel like it's, it's allowed me to stand out and maneuver through this place without being scathed. Because I can see through the antics. I can see through the acts. You got people who in Los Angeles don't got a whip. Don't got a whip, but they got on all Rick Owens. And they'll convince a nigga with a good job and a good vehicle making his own money with his own place that he's a bum, that he's less than because he can't afford no Rick Owen Converse. It's a goddamn shame. We all fall to it. You know what I mean? We all do it. But these are the things that are different from small town and not. Now, to get on the positives of being in a bigger town is there is more connections. There are more job opportunities, right? There is more of a future there for you. You know, you're not living in a place where people go to retire. That was a big deal with a, with a small town. People go there to retire, to raise their children. So it's not really a place for that teenage spirit, young adult spirit that's trying to break out and make something of themselves. And if you stay there too long, it'll, it'll, you'll turn into one of them old people. You'll literally turn into one of them old people, like I said, that's married at 21. Kid at 22, factory 23, rest of your life, hating your life. So all of these things are comprised into the old you versus the new you. If you want to be the new you, get out of that small town. You got to go travel. You got to go see the world. You have to go meet new people. 
Stop hanging out with the same niggas you've been hanging out with for 25 years, especially if they're not serving you no purpose no more. You know? Just because you knew them in high school. All of these things you have to audit, you have to check into, you have to ultimately change. Um, because if not, you'll be stuck in the same place. And when 2025 rolls around, you'll be saying the same thing. Okay, this year I got it. This year is my year. Um, let's see what I got. Oh, shit, this shit kind of went up. <coughs> How much time I got, Oscar? <coughs> cool. Oh, yeah, I can see. I can see. My bad. All right. I'm going to play a video, and y'all probably have seen it on social media. Um, Asian chick, or she said she was from Thailand. Let me get that correct. She's from Thailand. She moved to Georgia or some shit, and she got a black scent, right? Um, so she's obviously from Thailand. She don't look black, but she's talking black. I'm going to let it play. All right, enough of that. Um, the problem I have with this video is that these people, and I'm, a, I hate, to, I'm, a, I'm gonna get in some trouble for this, but I'm gonna specifically get on, go, get on Asian culture. Asian culture is the white minority. Let's be honest. This is the minority that white people in white America sees the least harmful, the, the and the most valuable to them. So they get put up in the same rooms with a lot of white people. They do. Asian people were the same people that was saying, good job, affirmative action is gone. Let's be honest. Let's call a, let's call a spade what it is. You feel me? I'm going I'm to I'm speak some real shit right now. So they get afforded a lot of benefits that no other minority gets. Rightfully so. Hey, they worked hard for it. I'm not saying that them as a culture haven't built wealth in America, haven't built a foundation system from, you know, family, haven't built... Um, or instilled education as being something of value to their children, right? I'm not saying that at all because they definitely have and they deserve the props for that. But why I have a problem specifically with the Asian culture having black sense and shit is because a lot of them hate black people. Let's keep it a buck. A lot of Asians hate black people. A lot of them don't allow their kids to dibble and dabble in hip-hop culture because they don't like what it is. This is a lot of cultures, but I'm, I'm, I'm really tapping in to, to the Asians specifically. There's racism. They think the worst shit about us, along with a whole bunch of other races. So this girl that has this black scent, do you think when she gets to the crib with her mom and her pop at the dinner table, she's talking like that? Hell no. Another thing. Why do black people praise these people and invite these people to the cookout? Because they can mimic our accent. All these people done, all they have done is looked up to us since they were yay high, bro. 
studied our whole entire culture, our mannerisms, the way we talk, how we dress. And they're just emulating it. They're not really us. They could never be us. So why are y'all so quick to invite these niggas to the cookout to give these niggas more props? I don't understand it. If you're a white guy, a white girl, a Mexican, whatever, and you talk black and you dress black, people are losing their minds. It's niggas that dress like niggas every day. What is the big whoop about it? And how does that mean you're any less racist of a person, too? A lot of people hide behind the black sense, the clothes, the music they listen to, and be racist as hell when it come down to it. What is wrong? Why do we, why do, we do this? I don't understand it because I see a lot of people like, damn, she's bad. She's not bad. She's an imposter. She's a leech on our culture. That's what she is. Let's keep it a buck. Cut, cut, cut the cap, man. Stop the fucking cap. Be yourself. If you're Asian, if you're, and if you're, even if you're black and you don't talk and walk a certain way, you don't have to. Black culture has became pop culture. Now everybody thinks they need to talk and walk and dress and act like us to be accepted. Just be yourself, bro. I will fuck with you more if you say, hey, I'm not on that type of time, man. I talk like this. That's completely fine. Not a problem. You don't have to talk like you from somewhere. You don't have to act like you from somewhere to be accepted. And black people, we have to stop making that some sort of um, factor as to if you're invited to the cookout or if you're invited within the friend group. Oh, yeah, she, she, she like clothes. Oh, yeah. She cool. She fuck with niggas. No, she don't. Her daddy see you at the crib and chase your ass out. But you're going to go lay down with the bitch because of what? Because she got on some J's and Supreme? You niggas are out of your mind, bro. We have to start vetting these people for real. Stop the cap, man. Like, that shit is starting to really get on my nerves. A black dude talks proper. He gets killed for it. A black dude talks like he from somewhere. He gets killed for it. Oh, don't trust that nigga. That nigga probably done robbed and steal something. An Asian person do it. And, oh, everybody clapping. Hey, wow. Invite her to the cookout. She's one of us. I don't care how much you dress like us. I don't care how much you talk like us. I don't care how much you emulate our culture. You are not, the, you are not our color. When you, when you sign up for that job application, you put your race down, you do not put black or African-American. So you could never be us. Niggas ain't following you around in the store. Niggas ain't clutching their purses when you walk by. Niggas ain't passing you up for job opportunities. You're not dealing with none of that. You come over here on a getaway for a weekend. On some new, new shit. You come over here to come to the, to the skating rink on a weekend to feel alive again. You ain't black. You ain't black at all. Stay the fuck over there. I, I'm, I'm tired of it. And black people, we need to be way less lenient on who we're inviting into our culture. That's how you got people like Bad Baby. That's how you got people like Adam 22. Imposters. Because they around a bunch of niggas. So all, or they must, that's how you get people like 6ix9ine. Or they must be vetted. They're destroying our culture from the inside out. And we letting them because they got connections with niggas with the same skin color. Meanwhile, they don't experience none of the hardships that make them African-American or black. People think they are black and blacker than black people because they can dance. Because they got braids. Because they're up on the trendy topics. That does not make you black. And black people, that should prove to you more than anything that they're not black. Y'all got grandmamas. Y'all got granddaddies. Before all of the culture shit, before all of the clothes and the shoes and all of that was on TV and popping, 
What was being black? What was it? It wasn't none of this shit that's going on right now. So just because you're able to look like us does not mean you're one of us. You'll never go through the same things society-wise, ever. You already started at a better place than us due to your culture. Point blank, period. People really try to do that. You got, you got people that aren't black telling niggas that are black they're not black enough because they don't subscribe to what y'all think is black culture. That's what y'all think is black culture. That's what the white niggas have told y'all is black culture. Y'all don't, don't know what black culture really is. That's a portion of it. That's a minuscule portion of it. So it's like, come on now. And for the dudes, like I said, that are letting these women get off with the, with the way they're acting and some of the things they say just because of how they speak, what they're into. Y'all got to cut the cap, man. Y'all got to stop the cap. I'm tired of it. I know a lot of black people out there are tired of it. Like, again, like I said, we get killed for having our pants hanging off our ass. Men have gotten followed home and shot for having a hoodie on their head and being black. Y'all get what I'm saying? Niggas have gotten stopped by police for having a do-rag on. This shit ain't no joke for us. This ain't no, this is, this is what we wear. This is us. Y'all come and put it on again as, as a getaway for the weekend, to feel, to dre play dress up. This is us. This is what we really do. We have lost lives to the way we look. Y'all are just some imposters. Y'all ain't put in the work. Y'all ain't, ain't, ain't had the sacrifice. Y'all ain't been through none of the shit we've been through to sit up here and, and try to be a part of the culture because you're wearing some clothes and some shoes and you got a black scent. Bitch, you from Thailand. You got your goddamn mind. I know damn well you don't talk like that in front of your daddy. That shit got me, honestly, that shit got me flamed up right now because I know so many people within the culture right now because black culture has became pop culture where this shit is okay. It's just okay now. It don't matter. Everybody's accepted. As long as they can look enough like us. Look, that's Baker Mayfield. That nigga scored a touchdown and do all type of gritty, giddy, Dougie, everybody. Oh, my God. This white boy is crazy. Somebody get this nigga, you feel me, a BET award. We do that shit every day. Get fined for it. Odell Beckham Jr. do it. Get, get fined for it. He do it. It's okay. Come on now. Like, y'all don't see the differences? This is what we dealing with. But y'all niggas be so dumb and so so wrapped up in what the white man has said is culture. And that's when I say niggas, I'm talking about black people. That y'all invite these same niggas to the cookout who ain't never, ever struggled like us. And they never going to struggle like us. They going to always have that advantage. Like, come on, man. It's just it's just crazy, bro. Be yourself. You don't like again, you don't got to talk a certain way. You, don't, you just just be yourself. Stop trying to be what you think is going to get you cool points because it's going to get you fucked up eventually. Because I could take you with some niggas that, that really be doing some shit. Then it's going to be a whole different, different thing. Then you're going to want to call mommy and daddy. You won't be so black then when you get in some of these areas that we are unfortunate enough to live in, to be around some of these people. Then it'll be like, oh, yeah, let me go home. Let me go back to Beverly Hills. Yeah, that part. So 
I don't know what's going on. We're all brainwashed within within pop culture right now to think that if you act and talk and dress a certain way that you're one of us. We got to start calling the imposters out. This girl from Thailand is an imposter. She don't talk like that. She don't walk like that. I don't care how many black people she grew up around. I don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck. I know, I know white dudes that have grown up around a whole bunch of black people that have never said nigga. At least not in front of me. That don't talk like they black. That respect the culture. Because, because they've actually grown up around people to understand they're different. That's how I know y'all don't be growing up around black people. Because y'all be y'all be really thinking you're you're not black, bro. You're not black, bro. You never you're never gonna be black, bro. I don't care what you do, you're never gonna be black, bro. And that's fine. I'm never gonna be white. You know what I mean? I'm gonna always have that imminent danger on my on my shoulder when I go somewhere. I'm gonna always have to prove myself a little bit more. Even when I talk proper, there's always gonna be a moment where people think, is that how he really talks? Or is he a nigga behind closed doors? There's always gonna be that, no matter what. And I've, I've accepted that. So y'all need to accept your fate. It's crazy that we live in a society now where people want to be black. Y'all don't want to be black. Y'all want to be rappers and streamers. This shit is a head. This, this color, and I'm, I'm light. And even, even on that standpoint, I get a little bit more benefits of just from being lighter skinned. You see it all the time. But y'all, 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 when y'all, if y'all really walked around in our shoes for a day, two days, a week, a month, a year, you ain't gonna wanna be black. Once you see all the microaggressions, once you see the stereotypes and the shit that's stacked, stacked up against you, you're not gonna wanna be black, bro. Let's be honest. You just wanna be a streamer. Your favorite streamer's black. Your, straight, your favorite rapper's black. That's what you wanna be. You don't wanna be black for real. So cut the cap. That girl's from Thailand, man. And mm, I'm sorry, I'm probably yelling in the mic and, and going crazy, but. It's something that I've dealt with as a black man trying to detach myself from negative stereotypes. I've gotten, you're, I've gotten, you're whitewashed. You're trying to be white. No, I'm trying to be better. See, I grew up around black people who, who, who spoke the right way, who went to school, who were educated, who have businesses. And they black as fuck. Us as black people attach the negativity of what, what our culture is to being black. You're not talking with slang? Uh, you, you, you're trying to be white. Bro, I'm black, bro. The reason why I'm black is because I have knowledge of self. I know where I come from. I know my ancestors. I know the great people who have paved the way for me to not act the ass. That's why I'm not acting one. Your ancestors are turning over in their graves because you niggas is out here killing each other. Instead of doing what they put their lives on the line for you to go and do in the future. They, 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 didn't, they didn't go and do them sit-ins for, for you to be, you feel me, praising a girl from Thailand for talking like a nigga. Yeah, that's not what they did it for. They did it for y'all to be able to get your act right, to have the opportunities. That's what they, that's what they did it for. So when people hit you with the, you're the whitewash for trying to talk proper, but they praise the white person for talking black. It's crazy how it works. And the ridicule is coming from the black people. It's crazy how it works. Crazy. But message to the black people who, you know, to get on something else that, that do talk proper, that are in these, you know, corporate areas and, and whatever the case is, you're not any less black than somebody who is on the a, on, on a block with a do-rag on smoking weed. Like, it, it doesn't make you any less black. 
It doesn't. Like, it just, and it doesn't make sense that that's what we're judging blackness based off of. Is what you, what you look like, what you talk, how you act. That's what we judge blackness off of. Everything that the white man has created in pop culture and told us to, told us to act like. Meanwhile, y'all got hardworking mamas and daddies that don't act nothing like these rappers and these streamers. Nothing like them. But for whatever reason, that's what y'all, that's what y'all limit y'all culture to. That's what we limit our culture to. And we're never going to get ahead until we start opening our eyes and realizing that our culture is so much more than that. So much more than that. There's fuck-ups in every culture, right? In a white culture, they got rednecks. Trailer trash, whatever you want to call it. So there's bad people in every culture. You don't see white people saying this is you. If you don't live, if you if you're not Dukes of Hazard, you're not white. You don't see people saying that. If you don't look like Joe Dirt, you're not white. You don't see niggas saying. You don't see white people saying that. But black people do. They ain't got no tattoos. You's a buster. You a Carlton. You an Uncle Tom. Because you don't want to subscribe to the negatives of our culture. It's crazy. Well, <laughs> on that note, I think I'm going to close it out, man. Um, again, it's a new year coming up. New year, new you. I hope everybody sticks with their resolutions. Um, you win that battle within between your old self and your new self. You make new friends. You create new opportunities for yourself. Um, I hope you look in the mirror a year later and you can't recognize yourself. But you also look and you're like, man, this is everything that I said I wanted to be a year ago. So with that being said, um, I want to close it out. If you guys are watching this, please like, subscribe. Thank you for the love, for the hate. It's all support. This is Disorderly Conduct. I don't know where you're going, but you got to get the hell up out of here.